Welcome to the Jill Monaco Show. I'm your host, Jill. Each week, I hope to bring you a message that inspires, encourages, or challenges you to go after and live a life you love. Join me and my friends as we explore what it means to love God, love ourselves, and love others. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Jill Monaco Show. I am your host, Jill, of course. Now, my guest today is Rachel Elizabeth Murray. She has become a very good friend of mine, and we got to know each other because of a book that I contributed to, and I actually only met her in person for the first time a few months ago. This powerhouse of a woman has an incredible testimony and a heart for helping people to be in alignment with God through fitness and faith. Now, Rachel is a celebrity fitness personality, a trainer and nutrition coach. She's determined to cause a positive effect on the lives of people worldwide. She strives to help people live a holistically fit lifestyle and recognize that what God's given you and your value and potential. She has been on the cover of several fitness magazines. She's appeared in multiple fitness videos and commercials. And she also leads a prayer ministry called She Kneels. She founded Cause Fitness, an organization committed to giving back to causes through her coaching business. She currently lives in Los Angeles and is on the call with us today. Hello, my friend. Hi. I'm Thank so glad. Thank you so much. Oh, it's so humbling to hear that bio. <laughs> <laughs> I know sometimes people read my bios and I'm like, I, you made me sound way better than I am. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but you have, you've done so many incredible things. And, um, Thank you. And God's just been like working on you and through you for so long. I can't wait for the listeners of the podcast to hear your journey. And um, just as I've gotten to really enjoy getting to know you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for this. Well, cool. So, all right. So let's start at the beginning for you and I. We met each other because of this book. And then I don't even remember. How did we first connect? Did I just like randomly send you a message saying, I think you're awesome? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It was either that or I did the same thing. I just, oh, you know what it was? It was me. I read (laughs) Jen Jet Barrett's book, um, a Prayers for Dreamers and Doers. I think it's 30 uh, Prayers for Dreamers and Doers. And you were one of the contributing authors. And I went through on a Holy Spirit um, whim, I guess. (laughs) And I friended everyone that, that God led me to friend on social media who was a contributing author in that book just to network with like like minded um, faith based entrepreneurs and I didn't know any at the time. So that was kind of like my jump off point for that. Um, and I know I just needed to get connected and you stood out. And so I messaged you. Um, you might have messaged me too at the same time. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think um, I did. But then it just started from there. And then we had a phone yeah. call and it was like the rest is history. I love it. Yeah, I wrote the chapter <laughs> on freedom. And yes. um, I had started Freedom Coaching, which recently just got trademarked. So I'm super excited about that. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, I just started following you on social media. I did the same thing. I like followed all the writers because everyone was so incredible in that book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I saw like you have this 
ginormous social media following. Oh, it's and, not that big. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's big compared to mine. And um, uh, but you're so good at social good. media. Like you're so good at Thank posting. You. Like your stories. Like you're just very vulnerable and you're transparent. And mm. you talk about fitness and faith and your trials. And so I encourage everyone. Um, I usually leave all this stuff till the end, but right away, go go follow Rachel on her social media. Oh, What's your handle on Instagram? Uh, it's kind of confusing when I say it, so I explain it better okay. um, by saying it's Rachel and Elizabeth smushed together with only one E and L with an M on the end. So it's Rach Elizabeth M. Okay. Well, we will put that link in the show notes so people can find you easily. Um, But I want to get into, all right, so we just like blasted all these things about what, you know, your fitness stuff and nutrition coach and, but you started doing all of that before you were saved. So tell me what was, you know, when you got, how'd you get started as a fitness model and what got you into that industry before you knew Jesus? (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, well, just just to give a little more background before I say that, and I'll just keep it short, but I was raised in a Christian home. I just had no idea what a relationship with God was. Mm. So I was doing the things. I was going to church. I was, you know, I'd read my Bible because I thought I had to. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but but there was no, it, it felt like there was no one on the other end. You know, even if I believed mm. there was, it just, it was, it was like, okay, I don't really believe this, I guess, deep down. Anyway, um, so I, I lived a very good childhood. Yeah. I was, you know, my family is incredible. I have a solid Christian foundation. Um, but it wasn't until college um, when things shifted for me. I joined a sorority. I was partying a lot. Um, life was like, do whatever you want and then go to church on Sunday kind of thing. Right. Um, my junior year of college, I was raped. Um, and I talk very openly about that because I believe that when you're vulnerable, it sets people free to be vulnerable about their things too. And then we all get freedom. Um, so I am very open about that. Um, also because God has completely healed me, which is amazing. But when that first happened, I didn't know to turn to God. Um, I turned to, uh, you know, everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> everything, but God, sex, drugs, alcohol, um, even fitness, Um, I started running, running became destructive. A friend introduced me to strength training and that was like a eureka moment. Mm. It's like, oh my gosh, I feel strength. I feel empowered, um, empowerment and I feel control. I can control something. Um, and it basically helps me bury the feelings of this trauma. Mm. Um, and so I, I built this fitness empire. I became a personal trainer and a sports model and put those things together. And essentially, um, from 2007 to 2011, I built a six figure, um, entrepreneurial fitness empire. I Mm -hmm. like to call it, It, you know, at the time I would have said, no, I'm building an empire, but looking back, I'm like, wow, I didn't appreciate what I had. Um, but in that, um, (laughs) So what happened, what had happened was I was sitting in my apartment um, and I hope this is answering your question, but I was sitting in my apartment. I, um, I was alone and I remember being so freaked out that that week, I don't remember what week it was, but I know it was June, 2011. um, That week, all of my income streams had dried up at the same time. And that is un 
real. That doesn't happen. If you're an entrepreneur, you know you have a few so that when one or two dry up, you have some backups. But all of them, and I had probably about, you know, 10 to to 12 income streams at that time, um, which was phenomenal. But um, I thought that I got it by, you know, all the work I'd done in personal development and applying myself and just all of that. And so I found myself in this place of like panic and I decided to yell at God and blame him who Mm. I didn't have a relationship with. I decided to blame him for not doing his part because I had done all these things. So I started listing off all these things to God that I had done. Like, God, where are you? I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. Where are you? And he interrupted me with the audible voice. I kid you not. I felt my room shake like there's an earthquake. I know this is kind of like hard to believe for some people, but I would go to my grave believing this. My room shook like there's an earthquake. And I heard this voice that sounded like thunder and love. (laughs) It shook me so bad. It said, you didn't do any of that. I did that. Wow. That's all it said. And I knew that I knew that I knew that that was God and it was the God of the Bible. I don't know how I knew that. It was just a knowing. And I kind of, I didn't fall off my chair, but I got off my chair immediately and I was on the floor and I was like, oh my gosh, he's real. Mm. (laughs) Oh my gosh, he's real. (laughs) And I want to find out who that is. So the next six months I spent digging into the Bible with this hunger that I had never had before to find out who God was instead of just reading it as an obligation. And while finding out how good God was, which totally trumped this idea of this, you know, arms crossed, negative, you know, disgruntled God that's seeing me as disgusting and a mess and a disappointment and all that. I saw him loving me. I saw him accepting me. I saw him arms wide open saying you're beautiful and pure and all Mm. these things. And I'm going to cry. Sorry. That's good gets me every time. And I I just fell in love with God for, honestly, first I fell in love with him for how he saw me and how it was completely different than what I had thought all these years. I just thought I had to be so, so good. And then when that was taken from me and I reacted out of abuse in all these terrible ways that were so destructive, he's just sitting there saying, baby girl, I've got more for you. And so I got baptized and, oh my gosh, I have a million more stories, but I'm going to stop there. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a cool um, testimony. And I've I've heard so many of these stories, but I'll tell you what, I don't get tired of hearing it. I know. Of like you just, and and the choices that you made, often people make choices that are not good choices based on some sort of pain. And so I love how you've turned your pain into purpose and the rape and you've been honest about it and and then God brought you to this dramatic time it's almost like a movie right like there's a there's a time in every story where the character has to decide what they're going to do and (laughs) um and you turn to God and he um has totally transformed your life and it 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 comes out in the way that you speak of your relationship with him so it's beautiful thank you I love how good he is that I wasn't turning to him because I wanted him I was turning to him because I was angry. I was blaming him. And he had such compassion that moment. Yeah. I always say that I was in a pit and um, I was not searching for God. I was, Mm -mm. I didn't even know I was in a pit. I was kind of enjoying it, you know, (laughs) 
Yeah. And uh, and I had some circumstances in my life where it, it I needed a job. I mean, that's what it came down to. And I started going to church because I figured, well, God can help me find a job, so I should go spend time with him. Awesome. And um, so as I started going to church, they realized I was looking for a job as I got to know these people in the small church. And they were like, hey, um, you can sing. How about you lead worship? Or like arrange the wow. way. At first, it wasn't lead worship. It was arrange the music and like direct the dramas for the worship team. <laughs> And I was like, wow. cool, it's a 30-hour-a-week job, it's some cash, it's health insurance, I'll take it. It was just a gig. And in the meantime, I've you know, got a boyfriend that I'm not living right with and just all <laughs> kinds of things in my life. And um, so I don't know if I've ever even told this testimony publicly before, but I mean, on a recording. But so I am on staff at this church, and I remember I'm hearing... Um, the bridge illustration taught like they're like okay we're gonna be sharing this and I'm like what is that like I mm. I grew up Catholic and so I grew up you know my parents really loved God and we you know I, I was taught to pray and you know but I didn't and there's it's a long story I'm gonna kind of cut out some of the details of my testimony yeah. but so I knew who God was I just again didn't have a relationship with him as well so anyway long story short the worship leader steps down and they say you need to lead worship and I was like wow what? What? And I knew by that time I'd been on staff, I think for a month and I knew my life was not holy. Like I was so convicted and I went home and I prayed and I was like, God, I, I can't do that. And I remember being on my knees and just like, I need this job. So I'm like, God, God totally strong armed me into salvation. Ah, oh, that's so great. <laughs> you know, um, but I prayed what we would call the sinner's prayer, not knowing that's what it was at the time. I didn't know it was anything special. I just told him I was sorry for my sin and I needed him. And um, I couldn't, I knew I was a sinner and I couldn't stop um, doing this stuff without his help. And um, I woke up the next day and I broke up with my boyfriend. Like I knew <laughs> the right stuff to do, but I didn't have any understanding other than I was just led. And um, and so that's when I was really saved. So I was on staff at a church when I got saved. Wow. Um, after you got saved or, you know, really started dedicating your life to God and you were already in this fitness industry, and then you lost everything. What was the next thing that you decided to do or God taught you? Um, well, I should probably throw in the part of the story where I lost everything. Okay, tell us more about um, that. <laughs> so after I got baptized, oh, this is nice. It's like breaking it up into chunks. It's perfect. <laughs> um, so after I got I'll, I'll say this. I was rebaptized because I had gotten mm. baptized for like the head knowledge right. back in high school. But this this was January 15th, 2012. I remember it so vividly because it was a heart thing. I was wrecked by God in that day. It was just so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Um, that was the real deal. Um, I'm sure that God was working in my life up until that point. But this was like the raw surrender. Mm. Um after that, there was an opportunity to go on tour with um, Kesha wow. <laughs> as her personal trainer, but I would need to move to LA. Mm. And God used that. I actually didn't end up getting the job. It was between me and this guy. And of course, she picked a guy. I, I don't blame her. Um, <laughs> but um, this door had opened up to LA and God was telling me, you know, I want you to move. And I was like, absolutely not. So I'm not going to do that. I have this four and a half year relationship up here, a friend group that I do everything with. Um, my business is solid up here. I know I don't want to do that. Um, but he started just, you know, 
giving me this desire for Los Angeles. And um, I thought that that meant that my career was going to take off even more. Mm. Um, so I said, okay, I'll move. Uh, this is all in conversation with God and just prayer and just, you know, <laughs> yeah, just alone by myself with God. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go. I'm just, I start to barter with him. I said, I will go if you give me $10,000 and a place to live. Cause I didn't have a job down there. I didn't have anything. I'd have to start from scratch entrepreneur. Right. Um, and I remember three months later, this is January, three months in to that ask, um, clients had started paying me in cash and giving me extra and saying, keep the change. And this was like no small change. This was hundreds of dollars extra. And I just, hmm. I don't, it was amazing. And then I booked extra, um, uh, sports modeling gigs. And suddenly three months later, I realized that I had an extra 10 grand Wow! and it was like solid zeros, 10 grand. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's exactly 10 grand. It was wild. And I had that moment where you're like, Oh, my gosh, he just answered my prayer. Um, I guess I'm going to LA. So I said that to a client the next day. I said, I think I'm actually going to LA and my lease is up in three more months. So it would have been June. Wow. Um, And I was like, I don't know where I'm going to live though. And I started describing this idea of like, well, wouldn't it be nice if um, I described this guest house for free um, that that I'd want to live in for free. And my client says, Oh my gosh, I know a guy in Bel Air who has a guest house and he fit the description exactly as I described it. And I actually got to move down there in June and stay there for a month or two while I got my feet on the ground and God provided an apartment from there and everything was going well. And then he started taking things away from me. So I went into LA thinking like, oh my gosh, this is how the Christian life is going to be. It's going to be awesome. He's going to give me everything I ever wanted. All I have to do is ask for it yada, yada, yada. But I get to LA and he gives me a safe place to live and I'm into this new apartment in Hollywood. And suddenly he starts stripping me of finances. The first couple of clients I got just dropped off for real legitimate reasons. (laughs) Like I didn't push them away. They're just like, one of them moved and one of them had like a major medical thing. Um, and suddenly I have no income again. And there's like stuff going on with my agencies that, you know, I wasn't booking work right away. Nothing was coming in financially. Um, my boyfriend broke up with me. My car broke down, like all these things. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like one thing after another and I am wrecked, but he started deep, deep, deep heart work in that, um, in that season. Um, fast forward. It was a, it was a four year season where, um, he, stripped me and started rebuilding me by starting with a a deep inner healing of my heart, um, in relationship and, um, just taught me how to trust him financially. And it was so hard, so, so hard, but so beautiful and so good because I've never felt that close to God because of that, that intimate dependency. It was just beautiful. Yeah. You know, as I listen to your story, it reminds me of when I moved from Texas back to Chicago and uh, my coaching business did the same thing. It was like, yeah. it just, it's like referrals are big and network is important. And for sure. And my clients were just wrapping up. They'd been with me for a while, but I didn't have an outlet to meet new people. And 
you know, as I was in Texas, I'd be speaking or doing ministry and I'd meet people. And, and so it was starting over. It was it really was a step of faith. Um, yeah. And I think you and I have joked about this. Like we've had so many similar experiences, you know, yeah. um, that, you so know, good. we'll write each other and you'll be like, hey, what did you do <laughs> about this? And Oh, you've been so helpful. Oh, well, it's been a joy. It really, I, I really, <laughs> you're easy. You're so easy to love and <laughs> um, talk to. And, Thank you. Because um, you love God. And so, um, you know, I really want the listeners to understand a little bit more about cause fitness, though, because I think it really blends your fitness and um, your faith together. And I remember when mm. I first heard about it, I was like, that's brilliant. I don't think anyone's doing that. So share some more about that. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, wow. Um, I think when I first started building, like you guys already know, um, when I first started building my fitness business, it was, it was coming out of the wrong place, the wrong motivation. But at the same time, I still wanted to help people. It all came out of this desire to, um, educate women so that they could be empowered just as I had been. Mm -hmm. It started with good motivation, but it turned into this, this um, personal, it, it was, it became an idol. It became an idol for me um, mm -hmm. where fitness was God. And um, when God wrecked me, that's what he was revealing. Yeah. Um, and so um, what had happened actually that same year, 2011, um, I, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Um, 2008, I had gone on uh, one of my first missions trips on my own accord. I'd gone on one with my dad um, in high school, but this one was like, I'm doing this. I'm going with my church, um, which is hilarious because I told you guys, I, <laughs> I was not doing this for God. I thought I was, but I wasn't. I was just totally doing this for me. I'm like, Ooh, opportunity to travel. Um, this mission trip in 2008 with my church was to Thailand to a little girl's orphanage. And at the end of that trip, I realized, and I hadn't before, the end of the trip, which is crazy, but I realized that this high security orphanage, um, these girls were not getting adopted because um, it was so high security because people were adopting girls in Thailand to put them into the sex trafficking industry. Oh my gosh. So these girls are there from like birth to 18 and rarely do they, do they have a skill to go out. And then when they leave, they get into the sex trafficking industry anyway. So my heart just broke for these little girls. Uh, fast forward to 2011, I remembered and, and like that kept coming up in my heart. Um, I was like, how? I can't take these girls with me. How can I help in this industry? Because with my experience of sexual abuse, I was like, I can't even imagine. And I love, I love little girls. I love children. So I was like, how can I help? And um, 2011, I was brainstorming for my business because there had been a legal issue with the original name of my business, which was iFit Independent Fitness, going off the whole like Apple branding thing. Mm -hmm. I thought it was cute, but turns out there was uh, the cardio equipment brand called iFit. Oh. I didn't know about that at the time. And I got this cease and desist letter. I was like, oh, I have to change my name, yeah. which was fine. Um, and in that moment, I was just sitting down to brainstorm names and this name fell out of the sky. It was cause fitness. And I didn't even have to think about it. It was just, boom, it was there. Nice. Um, and I was like, Oh my gosh, that is perfect. It felt like I didn't even think about it. I really believe that God just was like, here it is. <laughs> um, which is just a beautiful gift. Cause it was before my surrender. Um, 
And I was like, that just ties everything together. It's, it's a way to, you're causing fitness in your own personal fitness journey. You're taking the personal responsibility for your own health and fitness. Um, and then doing that, I believe you cause this butterfly effect to all the people that you influence, whether you know you're influencing them or not, you're causing a fitness effect around you and people start to take notice and they're like, Oh my gosh, you're living healthy. I can do that. Right. So that's happening. That's the fitness effect. But then on top of that, I thought, you know what? I can give back. I can give at least a minimum of 10% of everything I make. I can give back to these causes that are already helping out so well in the industries that I want to give back to that are sustainable, that help people get on their feet, that educate, that teach trades to these girls so they don't get into the sex industry. So they're preventative and all these things um, just kind of tied into that name. Right. Um, so just to um, wrap up the rest of the change in a nutshell, um, that's the direction I was going. And it became very selfish when God stripped me of everything in LA. Um, I, it kind of got put on the shelf. He showed me like, this is not what you're going to be doing for a while. But when you start it up again, it's going to be built on my foundation. So I just had this, this vision he gave me was like this, this, uh, tower, like kind of like the tower of Babel, but more like a, like a corporate building. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, and then Jesus comes along with the bulldozer and just wrecks the building, levels it, and then starts building on his foundation. And that's what he's doing, been doing with me. So cause fitness now is moving into a place of faith based fitness where I am transparent and vulnerable about the journey of faith because we're all on a journey of faith, whether we know we are or not, um, and how our fitness goals are all deeply rooted in our identity. Yeah. And um, what God has shown me that I'm going to be doing, um, not to give too much away, but he told me, he's like, I want you to teach the gospel through fitness and what was revealed to me in asking about that was the beauty and the benefit of suffering and what Jesus did as an example for us first and how that actually translates into the fitness space. That's what I'm, that's where my heart is. That's what I'm going to be doing and hopefully setting people free through, you know, online um, and in-person um, coaching and touch point and community touch points mm -hmm. and retreats. And you and I had talked about that when we were in L.A. Um, we've been dreaming yes. about retreats. And uh, so we will publicly say this and then it'll yes. we'll have to make it happen. Right. <laughs> because uh, what is it? I think I've heard Tony Robbins say um, ideas are just dreams. But when you like put it on the schedule or when you do, you know, when it gets scheduled, it becomes reality or something like that. I'm completely yeah, messing up his, his coined phrase. But um, we've talked about it and we've dreamed about it, but we need to do it. We need to do a retreat where we combine my freedom coaching and your and your fitness coaching together because we can't separate the, what's going on spiritually from what's happening to us physically. Totally. Totally. I love the idea. I think that we should absolutely move on that. And I'm excited because it means that I don't have to do it by myself. <laughs> I know it. We talked about that, too, because when <laughs> I think what people don't understand is, you know, we run these, you know, minds of ministry and, and, you know, we're both ministry minded, but they're businesses, basically. And even a nonprofit is a is a business. It's just a nonprofit business. And we're still running it by ourselves with volunteers, you know, and mm -hmm. it's so 
daunting <laughs> to do an event. Um, yeah. And I've done them, but I always have great volunteers, but I would love to create it with someone. So, all right. So we'll just publicly say it's coming. We will do it. Um, yeah, God willing, it'll happen. That's right. Right. And I, right before we started this call, what people don't know is we prayed before we started this call and, and I had a picture for her of, of, of Rachel running towards the end of a finish line of a very long marathon. And I felt like God was pushing her towards the very end, like the shift that is mm. coming. And I believe in for cause fitness, which is why I want to focus on this today too. is, is right there it's just like one push away um from giving birth to this baby oh thank you um, jesus in a new level in a new way and um so i'm excited about that hey i want you to share a little bit one of the things that you do um as you're blending faith and fitness is you do these prayer calls is it every sunday night Mm, it's every sunday night um the time might change i'm trying to figure out what's best for that Mm -hmm. but it is every sunday night Currently, it's 6 to 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and I just go live on my Instagram. Um, yeah, it's awesome. And, and how long do you pray for people? <laughs> uh, 30 minutes, and I take uh, prayer requests from my direct messages on social media, and then I just prayer and praise. I think praise yeah. is really important, especially to do at the beginning of the call because it gets our hearts just aligned with thanksgiving and gratitude before we start asking God for things. That's good. What are some of, do you have any testimonies coming out of that that you can share? Oh my gosh, multiple salvations. Really? Um, cool. Yes, so, so amazing. Um, uh, provision, financial provision and otherwise um, for multiple people, um, jobs, so many things. I can't even think of them right now, which wow. is incredible. But every week we have, praise reports from these um these prayers that we either the week before or weeks before or even months before people will send in messages reporting these praise reports for answered prayer that we've all prayed together and i think there's some well i know there's something so powerful about joining faith in prayer and agreeing because the bible says where two or more are gathered there he is and you know and the prayer of the righteous is powerful and all these things i could keep going but yeah it's just been so awesome. And I think it's really increasing faith for the people who jump on, even if they're not participating. That's great. I love it. I've watched some of them. Uh, and so I would encourage everybody. Again, you got to find her on Instagram where she does them. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So what do you feel like God is teaching you personally right now? Like what's standing out to you in the word or where do you feel like you're oh. developing? Oh, my goodness. Right now, what he's teaching me um, is exactly what I just shared in my vlog that's coming out tomorrow. Um, And that is um, learning what it looks like to be childlike in faith as an adult, Hmm. which seems simple to a lot of people. But to me, I just don't know, like when you're in charge of your own everything. Like I've been an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur, I've been independent for so long. It's actually really hard for me to be childlike in faith. Um, I do have strong faith that he's grown, but childlike faith, I believe is a whole nother level of faith. Um, combining like the dependence and the trust and the love and the assurance that God is daddy and he's going to take good care of his kids. Um, and we don't have to stress about anything or strive about anything. How important 
um, prioritizing his presence is um, and like faith over feelings. Um, but specifically yesterday when I was crying out to him and I couldn't hear him and I was just like, why aren't you giving me any direction? Um, I went to this this um, worship night called Gospel House in L.A. Um, didn't mean to shout them out, but shout out to them because they're <laughs> amazing. Um, I went to this place and the leader, Charlie, um, was, was giving this message. And during the message, he looked directly at me at one point. And this was for the whole group, but it, it felt like he was speaking directly to my heart. This is exactly what God is teaching me. He said, when you can't hear God, it's not that he's not speaking. Um, he said, he's not rejecting, he's redirecting. Yeah. And that spoke so deeply to my heart because there's so many times when I've heard people say, well, if you can't hear God, it's not God's problem, it's your problem. And I've internalized that as rejection. Sure. Without meaning to or, or even consciously knowing that I was, but... Yeah, instead of, been, he's, instead of just thinking, maybe I'm asking the wrong question. Right, and he's learning, he's teaching me a new way to hear from him. Yeah. Like, he'll speak, he'll speak in words, he'll speak in, in um, impulse, he'll speak in, you know, you know all these ways that yeah. the Lord speaks, but um, I've been relying on the ways that I've been hearing from him, and he's redirecting me to, to learn him in a new way, which is an invitation. Exactly. More than, you know, and it's it's not a bad thing. It's actually a really exciting thing. So to shift that perspective is everything. Yeah, because he, you know, we do, we get very used to, do, used to a certain way of doing relationship. And we do that with family or if people are married, same thing. And yeah. variety is important. And I've learned mm. too, is I love teaching people how to hear God. And, you know, we've talked about this. Sometimes it's an impression or sometimes it's a thought that pops in your head that, you know, is way smarter than you. <laughs> or um, a picture. Yeah. yeah. Or a dream or a billboard or something someone yeah. says, you know, like God can speak through nature. So many different ways. Everything. And we get very accustomed to one way. And he wants to say, hey, I've got other ways because there are certain things even in physical relationships with people, like I can communicate yeah. how I love you by saying it, but sometimes it means more to you when I hug you and yeah. I haven't said it yeah. at all. And it's, and it's looking for, it's a, it's a relationship and you have to be creative because it's all about intention, right? Like yeah. somebody really knows that you love them if you make it an intention to go after new ways to communicate and, and connect with them. Yeah. Um, another thing I heard a pastor say recently is that um, God doesn't hide from us. He hides for us. And yeah. it's like this this picture that he, he described was like an Easter egg hunt. Like the parents are so excited to see their kids find these eggs, but they're not hiding them to be mean. Right, yeah. <laughs> they're hiding them because it's a joy. It's an adventure. It's a treasure hunt. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's all for love, all for love. Yeah, and our view of God matters because we will interpret how he does or not does things by how, what we believe about him. Exactly. So if you believe he's good and he's fun, then when something doesn't make sense to you, you, you lean on that rather than, oh, you're being mean and withholding something from me. Yeah, which is why it's so important to know the word because the Bible is just like that is him. He is the word. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus is the word made flesh and if you don't know the word, how are you going to know who God is? Right. How are you going to how are you going to know what voice is speaking to you whether it's the truth or a lie? You can't yeah. know that unless you know the word. Amen. So important. It is. And even, you know, going kind of wrapping back to 
cause fitness, um, you know, you're you're doing something that you've been called to and you felt the heart of God over those girls and it kept coming back to you. And yeah. so that coming back to you again is God speaking to you. You know, I have this question now that this came back up. Do you if you were to say to the listeners, this is what I need to do to take cause fitness. This is how you can partner with what I'm doing. Um, Mm. Like I know people can give financially to, you know, us or anyone else, like finances are great, but what kind of network, what kind of people are you looking for? If anybody to help build cause fitness? Um, I don't even know how to phrase the right question, but. (laughs) Um, Well, to be honest, um, finances are incredibly important right now. Um, because God is my provider, literally. He is how I am funded for just life needs. But I really want to uh, pursue a 501c3, and that's expensive. I need to pursue a trademark, and that's expensive. I don't have these, I don't have the income right now, at least, to do do that. So, So financial help and support is incredible. But I also believe, um, as you've probably assumed, in the power of prayer. So intercession for cause fitness and for open doors and no more delays and just the right connections would be so, 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 so good. Um, so good. Um, appreciated. Um, I have a guy helping me with my website. I think exposure in like marketing and press and things like that would be the next step. And just getting more opportunities like this podcast. Yeah. Jill, you're amazing. <laughs> um, but more opportunities um, in the faith community to really express my heart for this um, for this fitness platform. Yeah. Um, and even places to speak on fitness and nutrition to Christians. Because I believe that we should be the most healthy people on the planet. Because mm-hmm. we, ha- we house God, like our bodies are our temples. We need to take care of them. And I see countless Christians being lazy and not taking care of their bodies and not eating the right things and not even trying um, to educate themselves. So if I can be a help there in any aspect, I would love to just speak into that. That's great. Now, can you, if anybody is like, hey, I really need help, can you take clients that aren't in the same location that aren't in L.A.? Absolutely. I do online coaching as well. Um, Right this moment, I am kind of revamping what that looks like, but I do have a virtual training program that I have so, so, so many um, testimonies for. I just got to get my website back up, but you can email me about it. Okay, great. What, where can they email you? Info at causefitness.com. Great. I love that. Well, to everybody who's listening, <laughs> if you feel compelled in any way to pray for Cause Fitness, to search out Rachel and get coaching from her, I encourage you to do that. Um, and I will leave all the links for every way that you can find her on social media and update it when a website becomes um, available and all of that um, in the show notes when you go to jillmonaco.com and you click on podcast. So, Rachel, I have so enjoyed our conversation today. I am so glad Thank you came you. on. I'm very, very proud of you and what you're doing and what God's doing through you. you. 
You're wonderful. I just love you so, so much. And I love what God's doing with you, too. It's so encouraging. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. <laughs> well, cool. Well, hey, everybody. If, I really hope you enjoyed the Jill Monaco Show podcast today. And if you did, there are a few things that I would love for you to do. First of all, would you please subscribe to my show? That is the way that you will get the most recent episode in your feed, and it'll be ready when you are. And second, if the ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help me continue to reach others, please leave me a review. You can also click on the link in the description and you can give to support the show now. And you can find out more about Rachel and Cause Fitness when you go to jillmonaco.com, click on podcasts, and then you can see the show notes and find all the links that we mentioned today. So thank you so much for tuning in, my friends. And remember, love well, you are made for it.